Practice Impact Extra podcasts are derived from Hearst the Heart Board Review and other online resources available only through accesscardiology.com. Cardiogenic shock is, is such a bad diagnosis because it's associated with such a high mortality. We use inotropic agents very commonly to achieve better outcomes. I guess the question is, is really one better than the other? Hi, I'm Dr. Bernie and welcome to Practice Impact Extra. Patients presenting with cardiogenic shock have severely diminished cardiac output. Systolic blood pressure is less than 90 millimeters of mercury and evidence of decreased peripheral and vital organ perfusion. Cardiogenic shock is associated with substantial morbidity and a mortality rate as high as 40%. Inotropic support is a mainstay of medical therapy for cardiogenic shock and most commonly includes beta agonists and phosphodiesterase 3 inhibitors. The two classes have different mechanisms of action and clinician surveys indicate that both dibutamine and melranone are agents most commonly used. Is there any evidence to help guide us in this selection? A study published in the New England Journal in August 2021 compared milrinone and dibutamine in the treatment of cardiogenic shock. The Dobre Me trial enrolled 192 participants in different phases of cardiogenic shock, which were typically treated with inotropes. Two thirds of those were associated with ischemic cardiomyopathy. Patients were randomized to milrinone or dibutamine infusion and followed through the duration of hospitalization and up to 12 weeks following admission. Primary outcome was a composite of in-hospital death from any cause, resuscitation from cardiac arrest, a reception of a cardiac transplant or mechanical support, non-fatal MI, TIA or stroke, or initiation of renal replacement therapy. Secondary outcomes included the individual components of the primary composite outcomes above. So what were the results? In patients with cardiogenic shock, no significant difference were noted between milrinone and dibutamine. And, and, and this was respect to the primary composite as well as the important secondary outcomes. So no difference. So what do I think? I believe this trial offers valuable information for clinical practice. Yet individual patients' hemodynamic profile may influence choice related to the somewhat different chronotrophic and vasodilatory properties of these two agents. I want to thank you for joining me and see you next time on Practice Impact Extra. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from McGraw-Hill. Subscribers to Access Cardiology have instant access to over 25,000 pages of rich medical content, receive medical updates from trusted experts, and have access to other special features. To subscribe or learn more, please visit accesscardiology.com.